five, Hang on. four, three, two. It's going to be a good show. You're a little slow on the buttons. So let's find out what's going on in the world. Okay, first we're going to start over with Tom Fishburn, one of my favorite guys. He's got a cartoon business as usual. And he said, enough about everything going on in the world right now. What's really important is the font size of the headline of our next promotion no one will pay any attention to. And I got to say, you know, I did a project with the uh, Billy Graham Association annuity division. And what we found was that if the ad copy was below eight point, they got no responses whatsoever. That's about the only thing that really came out of that. A pretty big, pretty big study, actually. Um, so Tom paused a little last week. I was waiting and waiting for his new cartoon. He says, last week I got ready to share a weekly cartoon. I drew on some marketing topic, and it just didn't seem to matter all that much in the grand scheme of things. So I took a pause. Two days ago, I lost someone close to me, and my original topic seemed to matter even less. I don't really share my personal life here, but it struck me. We all may feel sometimes like it's hard to show up at work when there's so much going on in life. Yeah, I felt like that this morning, actually. We lost someone close to us just yesterday, or we just found out about it a few minutes ago. It's hard to know what's really important and how what we do matters. Um, I remember working on a project, he said, but one of the guys on the team said the project didn't involve this, uh, didn't involve a helicopter on the roof with an organ transplant, you know. So don't get too stressed over it. Sometimes I take work too seriously, even though my work involves humor. I can forget what's really important. You know, looking back on my career, I wonder if all the weekends and nights I spent making sure that my clients' deadlines were met, even though they hadn't met ours oftentimes, um, and missed some of my kids' stuff, you know, I think. But, you know, we didn't lose the house, and that was important. We put four kids through college and stuff, so. Um, and uh, so he concludes with, and yet the work we do matters. How we show up for work is related to how we show up for life. So here's a few more com cartoons. How are you... <laughs> this one how are you using this time to be more productive i'm learning to code i'm writing thought leadership i'm taking every master class i'm re-strategizing our marketing plan i'm learning mandarin i'm starting a podcast i'm focused on digital upskilling i'm just trying to keep it together um what she said right and here's the new normal loopy loopy loop you know i just saw a gas 3.99 a gallon uh my local gas station across the street up 40 cents or something from from last time from monday or from friday um you know and the the hilarity of course is, is that we've got a 200 year known reserve in the united states so why that happens is there's no excuse for it unless someone wants to shut down gas and make it silly expensive for no good reason. But that's, uh, we don't want to get too political. Anyway, um, so some things to think about. Take a few minutes to pause and say, is what I'm doing re really important or should I listen to John? Of course you should. Okay, here's an update in case you wanted to watch Friday's episode on YouTube. Uh, it's listed for me. I can watch it. But it's blocked by copyright claim. Now, what's interesting is, is that I felt that there was a safe haven, essentially, on YouTube. If you used YouTube, you know, if you used Vimeo or some other video source and played a commercial, um, sometimes 
Adland would place you play a commercial from somewhere else in the world and they would take they would uh you know file a copyright claim and um and then you could fix it. I haven't tried to fix this one yet because so much of it revolved around my short version of the SNL skit. But anyway, um, I don't think I've ever had one completely blocked like this. If you try to watch it, I can watch it. But if you try to watch it, it says video unavailable. Let's see if I can read it. Where's my, oh, here it is. Okay, video unavailable. The video, con- the video contains content from NBC Universal, who has blocked it in your country on copyright grounds. Now I don't know if it's blocked everywhere. Let's try and look at it. SNL masks, and see if that is all blocked. Well, there it is, right there. Two point two point one million views. Okay, so see if it plays. No. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we're doing this. My favorite. It did play, but it said it was blocked, but it played anyway. So anyway, there was this, you know, this idea that, and I don't know why SNL would care if if they have the video up on YouTube and why, maybe because I edited it that they didn't like it. I don't know. Whatever it is, I just thought it was interesting because the topic was about not being able to talk about things that matter in case we get blocked. So the video got blocked. You know, maybe somebody should have watched the video instead and maybe they would want it promoted. Anyway, you know, I didn't come down any direction on the masks. I just said, it's interesting that what they're saying basically is maybe we should not have been so heavy handed about the the methodologies we used in a novel virus. It's not clear what the science is. Science isn't settled as on anything that's new. And on another note, marketing during wartime, a chance to take sides, Todd Wasserman says. And uh, here's always, <laughs> here's the Putin punch. And it's got a li- it's a little more tart than their regular punch flavored soda. And uh, they're going to send some money to Ukraine. Uh, you, Google has d- disabled Google Maps in Ukraine to protect user security in the region. I wondered if maybe they should protect our security, (laughs) if that's the real reason. So they're basically saying, well, you don't have security, but we'll give security to Ukraine by blocking our own service. Now, there's something you didn't think of. My Apple has disabled live traffic reports. I don't know how that actually helps the Ukraine, but, you know, it sounds a little fishy. Mercedes said they're not going to export cars or vans to Russia. Ford and BMW said the same thing. But, you know, from what I've heard, that's like 1% of their sales. So it's basically only symbolic. General Electric said it's it's paused supporting airlines in Russia. Well, what if you wanted to get out of Russia? Or what if you wanted to get out of the Ukraine? What are they, you know, now your planes aren't flying? That doesn't sound like a helpful thing. Airbus stopped spare parts deliveries. Again, are we helping or hurting? the average person there it's hard to say and then there's the vodka war uh the best known russian brands (laughs) including smirnoff are not really russian stoli is made in luxembourg and smirnoff is made in illinois (laughs) i thought that was really funny but utah ohio and new hampshire have called on liquor stores to remove russian made 
or Russian branded. So Smirnoff's going to get taken off the shelves, even though it's made in Illinois and has a Russian name. You know, this is the sim symbolism of marketing. You just have to laugh. Okay. Now, here's a long article. And what's really interesting about it is it's presented by Ozzy. I talked about Ozzy last fall because Dr. Augustine Fu had a lot of material on Ozzy. It was supposedly uh, women-owned. It was supposedly minority-run. And apparently they had huge high turnover. And they grossly inflated their viewer numbers when and many reporters on reflection said i've never seen an article that anybody referenced from ozzy but and and that i remind i remembered that and i thought huh isn't ozzy that crooked magazine that inflated all their numbers and was shut down in october or november and yet here's an article from last week right and uh what is it doing it's attacking <laughs> it's attacking junk mail and spam together combined because there's so many fraudulent things happening in mail. Well, before we do that, I want to go back to circle back to yesterday, Friday's episode, which you didn't see, where I talked about oversized mail pieces because of summer gold. And I showed you this one, uh, Master Fertilizer and nice logo. So anyway... Really, you know, it looks like to me, I was thinking that they were doing a fake return address up here, Heartland, Wisconsin, but it's a real address. So it was puzzling to me because I said, this is a pretty good looking mail piece on one side, and then it's pretty terrible on the other. And terrible is usually actually conveys a look of genuine, <laughs> of it being genuine, because a, a real a real mailer would use some kind of hierarchy they would use maybe a, a second color for highlights and uh but anyway it says every call goes straight to the owner luke right there and so i called the number no qr code not much of anything no offer no call to action and only an embedded phone number down here in the body copy at the very bottom of the body copy you could have at least <laughs> at least separated it so i suggested and then luke called me back and I suggested we could get together maybe over lunch and we can talk about the mailing piece. But I said, how does it go? You know, how's it going? Well, it turns out Luke and I went to the same high school here in Heartland. And he said, I got out of high school and I thought, well, what could I do? You know, and I, he decided to start this fertilizer and weed, you know, weed fighting business. He said the first two years he printed up flyers and stuffed them in envelopes, perhaps illegally. That mailbox is owned by the by the U.S. Postal Service. Now, some people put it on the flag, just you know, just fold it up and put it next to the mailbox. I'm not sure if that's illegal or not. I don't know what he did, you know. But he said he went and drove around and put some flyers out. He said last year he put out he did a mailing similar to this one, and he said he used every door direct because you can see that on the on the indicia. Um, that's EDDM retail. It says right that on the indicia. He said his business went up fourfold last year from this mailing. So uh, obviously he's happy with it, and he said the phone just keeps ringing. 
He said, it's like mail is the best. And that's from Luke here in Heartland, Wisconsin. So mail still works. We're going to do an article tomorrow on how mail still works. Um, but I wanted you to hear from Luke because I said some things that weren't exactly super kind on this. Um, and I was wrong in a lot of ways. But, you know, I'm going to straighten it out. I'm going to repent of this. Anyway, but I wanted to catch you up on that. Now, this article is... Uh, a big mishmash, you know. I'm. It's from Ozzy again. Don't forget, this is the company that went that shut down operations. I thought they were gone forever. Shut down operations in October, November because they were under such heat for such fraudulent practices of inflating all their viewers, you know, and inflating, uh, you know, and bilking advertisers and all that. But they're going to attack junk mail. Now, I for one. I'm a fan of junk mail. There's a couple of reasons. One reason is because one man's treasure is another man's junk mail. A lot of it depends on your mood at the moment. And like we get magazines from like Bass Pro Shops. Remember I showed you the Bass Pro Shops catalog? I'm somewhat of a sportsman, I think. Fancy myself that way anyway. So I fantasize in front of the Bass Pro Shops and the Cabela's catalogs. And uh, but my wife throws them away if she gets to them first. You know, I also like Lands End, nice Lands End turtleneck today, a little burgundy turtleneck, nice. I like the Lands End catalogs, and I guess my wife likes the way I look enough to put them aside for me on my uh, on my table. And uh, but I don't spend much time with Chadwick's of Boston. She looks at that, you know. Lands End, we can kind of agree agree on. I said, you know, she was looking for a, a winter coat last year. I said, why don't you? Look at Land's End. She ended up getting one. It was pretty nice. She likes it. It's really nice and warm. But anyway, all this stuff, all this going aside, my point is, is that what's, even in our own household, what's junk mail for me is treasure for her. And what's treasure for her could be junk mail, or what, you know, what's, what's, what's junk mail to her is treasure for me. So it's not just about, I mean, you're mailing to a household. It can be about who looks at it first, right? But the decision maker is is still in charge of throwing things away, generally. So even when you classify the majority of your mail, which this article does, when you classify it as 45% junk mail or something, it, there's some statistics here, things we hate. Why are they such a pain? Okay, it says 63% of all mail delivered in the, in the U.S. is in 2019 was junk mail. By whose definition? They obviously didn't survey every household in America, right? Um, most items of junk mail do not find a receptive audience. Okay, now I, you know, am starting beekeeping. And so I know that dandelions are one of the big honey flows for, for bees. My wife, being from the city, doesn't like dandelions. She wants me to spray them. Well, the spray will make them bend over a little bit. It doesn't really kill them. All of a sudden... In fact, some of the dandelions will go like this and then go up again. <laughs> They're very resilient. But the bees like the the bees like the dandelions. So uh, for the last maybe 10 years or something, I just said, you know, the dandelions will be gone in a few weeks. Let's leave them alone. And that's probably the best thing to do with them. If you've got honeybees around, that's what they love. They love the dandelions. It's one of the first blooms of Wisconsin, <laughs> it figures, right? So, uh, so 
I'm not interested, point is, I'm not interested in lawn fertilizing. It's another thing I'm not interested in is fertilizing, weed and feed. I don't like to weed, spray the weeds, and I don't like to feed the grass because, you know, I got to cut the grass and it, it's just more of a load on my lawnmower and my time if it grows like crazy. And I have a, well, let's call it a mixed lawn, which has the advantage of if we have a lot of drought, some things stay green. Some things don't die. It doesn't, your whole lawn doesn't turn brown, which it can with a lot of fertilizer. So I do a lot. So the point is, is that I'm not interested in that mailer, but I'm interested in that mailer. I still looked at it. I didn't throw it away. You know, I used it for the show. I have other interests. So junk mail is a tricky definition. But one thing that is for sure is that if you aren't in the mood to look at it, you can throw it right in the trash. What else in life can you throw right in the trash? Nothing. Now, the advantage of spam or advertising is that unlike mail, those will throw themselves away. You know, I just mark uh, my whole inbox as red. <laughs> Go zoop. Don't see anybody I know. Mark as red. Do I, does that mean I, do, I don't go through deleting them? I don't care. I got storage. But the point is, junk mail won't do that. Direct mail doesn't throw itself away. So in spite of these numbers, everybody has to look at it. 25% is discarded right away. Not without looking at it. You still have to evaluate it, which is why it makes it so effective. There you go. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. And if you have questions about junk mail or you think we might want to be interested in doing some direct mail advertising or uh, get your database in order, find out if you have any real addresses in there, give me a call. Number should be on WDMA.org. I'm going to make sure it, does. it is. Have a great day. Bye-bye.